1: Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Deney. This is Gas Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jurgen Klopp,
0: and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jurgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast would not happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to become a socio, to become one of our members and we'll bring you joy This is the big interview. I'm Graham Hunter and it's part 2 with Emiliano Martinez. Arsenal's number 1 is he Arsenal's number 1 goalkeeper. I think he should be, no offence to Brent Leno, but the way in which Martinez seized his opportunity um, after lockdown was released in England and Leno got injured was exemplary. It appears to me that he's perhaps the better goalkeeper. Arsenal fans? Neutrals? What do you think? Part two of this interview explains why he was so ready for that unfortunate injury to Leno down at Brighton, what left him able to seize his opportunity just as firmly as he did and more of this remarkable um obstinate talented characterful Argentinian's personality will seep out what did you do during lockdown did you change your life he did and he did it in his back garden with his wife (laughs) stay tuned for more details Overall, I've come out of this interview with increased respect for Emiliano Martinez, a guy who could potentially help Leo Messi win trophies. No, not necessarily at Football Club Barcelona, but with Argentina, with the national team. That's his next goal. And judging from these two interviews that we've uh, conducted with him, and judging by the way he played leading up to that emotional victory over Chelsea in the FA Cup final, I wouldn't bet against Emilio Martinez being Argentina's goalkeeper. Arsenal's number one, and maybe helping Leo Messi lift a trophy. Listen on, if you've enjoyed it, tell friends. If you want to give a five-star review, then please do. Most importantly, tune in, walk the dog, do the gym, do the school run, do the commute, go for a walk, go for a run, and listen to the big interview on this occasion with Emiliano Martinez. Gracias.
2: I think that when people see glory, when people see success, it doesn't matter if it's baseball or boxing or football or golf, and they feel that they can connect with the story. I think you inspire people, boys and girls, in different circumstances, maybe not as tough as your family had it, but they say, look what he did, look at his trayectoria, and they say, I can do it. So the reason to tell this story is not to go back and look at how humble it was, I think it's an inspiration.
1: I trained four years in the park, in the age from 8 to 13, and the, and the goal was, was two balls from one side to the other, or two jumpers. It was one jumper there, one jumper on the other side, that's a goal. And from the age of 8 to 12 in the park. And, and that's, that's a reality. People can can make it with nothing. There's no excuses. But the, the difference from the young people now to the, the 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 people before in argentina it was like everyone gives you a ball as a present or you play out with your friend here maybe they they go out for clubbing or they they go out for play playstation or they got different in england they got a different mentality the young young boys they don't really hang out outside they hang out more inside playing uh, video games or they go iphones or uh which we, where I live when i'm from it's it's a different story, which is everyone breathes football in argentina there's something that uh is is so much love there's so much passion for it and i'm glad i am from there
2: you you think that some of the basic passion hunger for football where where you see in england has been lost a little bit
1: no not lost it's because they they don't they don't they didn't go through. Why I've been through. I'm not wishing anyone to, to go through what, you know what I mean? i do not wish my kid to go why I've been through, but I'm proud. And I, 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 we chose my life again the same way because the, the reason that I am the person I am today is because my mom and dad of how much it worked to, to get what they wanted, to get me a roof. My dad, it was, he was so proud in his life for me and my brother to have a roof. That was his purpose in life. Imagine how tough that was. And um, we had a roof, I had no doors for two, three years. But he was proud and we were, we were happy. And that's the main thing. That's why I want to teach my kid one day to, to have a purpose in life and to appreciate everything.
2: Let's pass you some appreciation. So one of the guys who always follows our interviews is a guy called Ben Nicholson. And Ben says, as a Reading fan, Emiliano, it's safe to say you played an enormous part in keeping us up the other year. While it's very easy for lone players to coast along when they know they're leaving, you always seem so determined and you bought into the club, Reading and the supporters. How do you feel that the mental challenge of trying to keep a club up prepared you or helped prepare you for your chance this season? And he says, by the way, every Reading fan was thrilled to see you lift the cup. Did it help you prepare for the way you took your chance this season, the time at Reading? Particularly, I guess after the the Reading Arsenal game, must be one of the most difficult experiences of your life, right?
1: Yeah, it was. It was uh, when I had uh, the option to go at Reading. It was. It was yes. Uh, obviously, because I new the club. the seven five. That every Arsenal fan remember that game, and they hammered me for so many years for one game that was eighteen nineteen. I was very nervous that game. Obviously, every, you know when everything, when they shoot, it was a goal. It was 4-0 in 20 minutes. Um, and when I had the Reading, I had um, that that mentality. because I'm a winner and I wanted to succeed already. I said to myself and to my wife, this is my last loan in my career. I do not want to go on loan again. And that kind of helped me to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give my best here every game. Obviously, I'm so... Um, I'm I'm, um, I'm so thankful to Reading because uh, the way Jose Gomez was uh, the coach and all, all, all my mates, which are some of them I keep in touch, um, they give me the opportunity to play and the the, the football style that Reading had it suited me. The play out from the back, the risking through balls to the middle, and it was a challenge for me. And it's, it was it was double challenge. It was keeping them up. And last load on my career. And that keeps me going through, I don't know, it was 18 games on the bounce or 19 games. And when I finished the season already, Reading, I was like, that's that's Emmy that I want to see every game. And obviously, I spoke with Arsenal saying, OK, if you have no second choice with equal chances to be number one, I'm leaving. And obviously, Javi Garcia and Unai, they trust me. They sold Ospina to limit me that spot. And I know it been set to and I had the equal chances with Leno this season playing Europa League. And I played 23 games for Arsenal, but I carry on while I left with Reading. Because the way, the way I finished with Reading is the way I wanted to play for Arsenal. So I'm playing the same way that I did with Reading. The same confidence. And yes. I wanted to do the same thing next season.
2: Now we'll come to that for sure you've been lucky in that you've been around some Hispanics, some spanish-speaking people you in your time at arsenal that are incredible so for example i imagine at your low point watching the determination of santi Cazorla to come back must have been not an inspiration because you're a winner you're hard you're determined but when you see somebody else it's like a shared experience and if i'm not wrong let's not talk about Mikel arteta the manager also, Mikel Arteta, the teammate, is is an intelligent man, a, a good man, not just a good football man. And somebody who I think mm-hmm, maybe helped you when you needed support and feeling and encouragement, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, Mikel and Santi and Nacho, they were a really good influence for us. For me and Hector, Bellerin. Um... Because I, I remember Mikel saying, oh, Amy, I think you're ready now to play. You, you improved so much. And I was 20, 21. And the way he was talking is to like a manager. And he was he, he was a player, you know, that was Mikel. He took me one to his house uh, because his wife's Argentinian. He invited me for lunch. Um, he, he was a lovely, lovely man as a, as a football player. Obviously, we have respect for him, Santi and Nacho, because they were older than us. But... I think for Hector and for me, they were they were examples. And obviously what happened with, um, with Casola, it wasn't just an inspiration for any footballer, it was an inspiration for young kids. And it, that was that was football is all about. It's about inspiring young people as well, not just playing the game. Uh, for me, it's not just a game, it's, it's more than that. Um, for some footballers, no. Some footballers, it's just football. For me, it's an inspiration and it's a model for young people. For example, where I come from, it's lots of people who go through drugs and go through. They, they prefer drugs instead of going somewhere else. And football, uh, it, it takes your mind away from that. It takes you the, the mind away from nightclub, from alcohol, from drugs. Um, and what happened with Santi? It was the same. It inspired people saying, "Oh, if he they got an injury, if he Casola, in three years we had a game and come back and was a key player for Real." Why? Why I cannot do it? Why? Uh, so it's, it's something I take my hat for uh, uh, Santi. Um, and obviously, if you one day I see him again, I would just say congratulations, and you you're an inspiration for everyone.
2: Well, he's he's going to play with Chavi in Qatar, and I'm in contact with Chavi, so I'll pass the message for you. Uh, one of our socios, one of our socios, Richard Cook. Says that one of the great things about the Cup Final and other games not having fans is you can hear the manager. And Richard says that Arteta shouting instructions in English, in French, in Spanish, okay? and also the quality. It seems to everybody outside that Arteta is one of these managers that in the drinks breaks he's got so much clear, concise information. Like, for example, um, asking Tierney to go after Aspi. Uh, it seemed that's what he was indicating. It seems like in, in breaks when managers normally can't get a lot of information through, he goes, this, 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 everybody listens, and then it happens, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, right. It's he, a really good advantage for us, having Arteta in the water break. He tells so many things in, I don't know, 20 seconds. <laughs> um, he's a very clever man. Um, you can tell... Uh, about me and the captain and the, the leader of our team saying my manager in a, in a social media post. Um, it means a lot having a, a manager like him and it means a lot knowing every single player, knowing that we trust him. Um, you know, when, when you have a manager that not every everybody in the club or in the team trusts him, it's difficult to, to everyone be on board and go in the same way. And we are Teta and obviously his team you can feel that you're going in the same direction, and that's the key. That's why we won the cup. That's why we qualified to Europe because everyone is is pushing the same way.
0: I'm here to tell you about another podcast. Yes, we believe in biodiversity. It's from the makers of the Big Interview, and it's called Between the Lines: The Stories Behind Great Sports Writing. Every episode takes a classic sports book or. Outstanding piece of sports writing and examines how the writer crafted their story. This is a weekly show, and the series so far has featured documentaries on the miracle of Castel di Sangro and Andrea Perlo's autobiography, I Think, Therefore I Play. There's also interviews with writers like Henry Winter, Simon Cooper, Andy Mitten, and David Goldblatt. Here's Raf Honigstein with his brilliant piece focusing on Erling Haaland signing for Borussia Dortmund instead of. Fill in the blank, but we know it's Manchester United. A transfer story is essentially a happy story. Three parties got what they wanted. Everyone thought that they had done great work and had got a great deal out of it. Dortmund were proud of their achievement of getting this guy.
1: Haaland, I think, was really, really happy with having made this decision. I think the agent obviously wanted to show that why this was the right decision and and why others were wrong to sort of dismiss the reasons why they went, etc. So as as much as it is a detective work, it's not solving a murder case. You are dealing with something that is actually quite positive and that people are, to an extent, quite happy to talk about.
2: What does Arteta? I guess you're going to now have to fight out with Leno for the number of first team places. But what does Arteta ask you as a goalkeeper to do? Because you seem to be extremely, like Ter Stegen or Ederson or Allison, you seem to be extremely comfortable with your feet. He wants to play out from the back. Explain what Arteta is asking of you or has been asking of you.
1: Well, um, obviously, with Arteta, he wants us to be high um uh, and, and play has as a, a centre back. When we play with line of fo- line of four at the back, we are a spare centre back. We we are actually behind them. And also, it's a high risk. But that's what he wants us to play. I mean he, he wants us to be a football player. And honestly uh, me and Ben we can do it. And um, I feel really comfortable with the ball on my feet. Um we score I think since the restart and I when I started I think we call three goals. Playing now from the back and obviously doing what he wants. And um, obviously, he if he say, I mean, you have to be outside the the, the box and and play with the centre back without your hands," and you have to do it. And I'm I'm and I, I feel connected with them the whole time. And when I feel connected with my back four and I touch the ball a lot, uh, that's why I perform because I'm I'm I never switch off of the game. And it's something that I'm, I'm, I really enjoy doing it. Obviously, no, many goalkeepers they don't really want the risk because obviously, we, if we make a mistake, it's a goal. And and you make a mistake at Arsenal, it's a, it's a big thing. But we, we're comfortable. I've been doing it so many times, so many years. Uh, I play futsal so many years in, in Argentina, so I'm comfortable
2: with my feet. So I'm thinking when you say about goals after the restart, I'm thinking about that build-up goal against Manchester City, against the maestro of this whole idea. That goal was was not just important to get it; it was beautiful. That was one of the goals of the. Yeah, I mean that's the right word for it, right?
1: Uh, uh, that's that's exactly what he works in training. Switching tie, me uh, waiting for the, the striker to press me, and and you think, oh, the goalkeeper is. It's, I have to wait for someone to come to me. I'm like, if I miss it, it's gotta go. You know what I mean? Advice, uh, beautiful. I like the risk, and and when when we make when you risk, you get rewards. And um, we're glad that we did it against City, that's the best passing team, if not in the world, is the best passing team in England.
2: Okay, you've talked about the back four plus the the the, the, the center half without the hands. You're part of your. You make the back four a back five. We have sponsors. Bet365, I've sent in this question to Emiliano. Um, past or present, so from your whole experience, playing with, watching, admiring, who would be your dream back four to play behind? So you're in your dream team, I'm putting you as the goalkeeper, and you can pick any back four. Who would those four names be?
1: Well, so obviously, uh, Bandai is... I uh, watched so many time and I play against him a few times is, is, is ridiculous. He's so strong and he's so good with his feet. And he's, uh, you, can, you can hear him the whole game as a leader. I uh, really like him. Um, Hector Bellerin, first year at Arsenal, he was unbelievable. The best right back I've ever seen live. Uh, we chose Bellerin, Bandai in England or
2: anywhere? You can go Raton Ayala, you can go Pochettino, you can go anybody you care for.
1: Ramos. Oh, go Ramos and uh, Ashley Cole.
2: It's a perfect selection. It's a perfect answer. And I remember you playing against Ramos. The first time I ever commentated on one of your games was Getafe at Bernabeu. And OK, the score went the wrong way and the idiot striker got himself sent off. But you made, I remember, three a really good saves from Cristiano Ronaldo right in close, one from Benson at his feet and one diving from Gareth Bale. And I was like, if this guy plays like this, why is he not number one at Arsenal? Was my point of view that day in La Liga when you were with Hetafe.
1: Yeah, obviously, um, I I would improve so much, and if I was playing every game for Getafe, um, uh that's what Jerry Payton said that they they will not buy anyone if he I was playing every game. Obviously, when I because obviously when I went there. Uh, it was already so close from the league from La Liga to start and uh, obviously the manager didn't know me so he, he played white at the time was the number one for Palace now uh, and obviously we started winning and the team was doing really well so he couldn't change uh, so I think he, I played 10 games in the whole season uh, it was a really bad season for me personally
2: I need you to explain and I know there are no secrets behind what you do because it's about talent Determination, concentration, but in lockdown, I want to know about this machine you had in the back garden that you made your wife work because it sounds like something out of James Bond. Now you're going to tell me it's much more simple than that. But describe it. Take us into your back garden, please.
1: Um, I had a, a ball launcher from from uh, Sao Bibo from the club. Said, "Oh, I mean, I think it's uh, it's a good idea for you to use this ball launcher." Blah blah blah. I was like, "What?" to say yeah I want it uh, and honestly I used my wife the whole time to put the balls in the ball launcher. and he was uh, sometimes he used, he used to miss he used to press uh, the speed button without knowing and he used to fire that ball machine like a bullet it was, it was so good uh, and I used to do loads away that had a mini gym setup set with, up uh, with ball drills and I had hurdles I had so because I knew that 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 injury with Ben might happen because we had, I think, 12 games or 14 games in 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 seven weeks. So he might, I knew that maybe he might get a, sm- a small injury or something. It might mean one or two games. Um, so when I when I when I start against Brighton, I will still so prepare.
2: But the ball launcher, is that like you see in baseball cages where you're standing with the bat and you, you put the ball in the machine and it fires straight at you? Is it as simple as that? You
1: can move it around. So you, you, you can do it straight. You can bend it. You can go in different directions. You can put it in one side and, and then um, put, like, you can curl into the other side. It's a very clever machine.
2: And when you said that you, your wife accidentally touched the speed button you sure it was an accident? It didn't.
1: I don't know. She was, oh, I'm sorry. And then she, okay, obviously, she was helping me because we had like 10, 15 balls. So she was firing it one, one after the other so it's just to get the eye off the ball
2: she's part of the glory she deserves half of the medal at least in that case
1: she's my trophy He, her my key.
2: then perfect I know that you, you don't know me very well but if you allowed me to talk about football like this and sports psychology like this I could talk all night and into next week but we have to respect that you've got another interview coming up so I don't want to finish but I'm going to finish because I'm good for my word by saying um, Bet365 our sponsors asked us about your your goals for next season, as you sit here now and next season is so close because of the strange situation that we're going through, I know with your psychology you must have set yourself objectives. What are they?
1: Obviously be Arsenal number one and, and Argentina number one for the Copa
2: America. Are you the guy to help Messi lift the Copa America, to lift the World Cup? I, I live in Barcelona, I've been in Barcelona 19 years. I've interviewed him 19, 20 times. It's been the thrill of my life to watch that genius so close. And it seems wrong that he's never lifted a World Cup. The World Cup is near. He's going to be 35. You're going to be number one in Qatar. Are you the keeper that can make the saves that gives Messi his World Cup?
1: I hope so. I will work my life for him. I will do everything for him. So if he really needs that, I will... I that, that, that would work now to, to for him to win that trophy. So I hope so.
2: Then let me uh, let me say to you buen uh, night because you're in Portugal. Uh, buenas noches, Muchísimo gracias. Buen noite, Muito obrigado. Then let's say let's try to make a promise before the Copa America next summer. Please, can we invite you back on the big interview? Um, maybe in person if COVID has gone away. Let's have one more session before you go to win the Copa America, because this has been fantastic, Emiliano. It's good to talk about football and everything that we've seen on the pitch, you've represented this interview. So thank you to your wife and and to your kid for for giving you over to us. Muchísimas gracias. Forza Argentina, Forza Emiliano. Gracias.
1: Gracias, amigo. Chao, chao.
0: Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true, Graham Hunter, and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here end of the lesson.